Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. Hi, I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson, and friends, I have some special guests with me this week and all month. I am really honored to introduce to you Pastor Mary Sue Dreyer and Pastor Gary Dreyer. Say hi. Hello there, folks. Hi. Oh, it's good to be with you both. So um, as you might know, as a listener to this podcast, uh, we're going through some transitions here at Easter Lutheran Church. Just last week, we said goodbye to Pastor Brandon and Pastor Steve, and that is hard. And there's also some excitement in being able to say hello to some new people. And so we get to say hello to Pastor Mary Sue and Pastor Gary. They're going to be with us all month. But uh, Pastor Mary Sue, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, first of all, it's great to be here. And you are stuck with us (laughs) for only a short amount of time, folks. So hang in there. It will be brief. (laughs) (laughs) You say that like we suffer through your presence. You you just may. We we don't know yet. But... (laughs) Um, Pastor Gary and I just celebrated 40 years of ministry. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. We were ordained in 1981. So uh, although we won't be wielding canes just yet, um, we we hope to be standing on two feet while we're with you, helping with some things over these next few weeks. How long have you been married? Says says her husband. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, this is a quiz. Uh, let me think really fast. Oh. Next Wednesday, <gasps> we will celebrate, drum roll please, <laughs> our 48th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. That's like years being married. 48. Wow. So, um, That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> well, maybe I should ask you. Well, That's yeah, fantastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> We've been together more than we haven't. That's, oh my goodness. Yes, we have known each other our whole lives. Our our parents were best friends when we were born. Okay, f- uh, folks, listeners, this is new news to me and so because this is a podcast, you can't see my jaw on the floor because this is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing this with us. I love it. We we never lived in the same place and our relationship was kind of on again before off. marriage. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good clarification. <laughs> our relationship was always on again, off again, and oh. I like to think it's on again. Yeah, well, at least, you know, till next week. We're well, well, you got to make it to 48 years for sure. And then, yeah. you know, you can reevaluate, I suppose, if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then um, y- you uh, have been together for some time. You're not going to be with us for very long. Pastor Gary, um, gosh, how, how did you get here? Uh, <laughs> we took 35 years. <laughs> uh, the Senate office called us to see if we'd be willing to do uh, an interim, and uh, this happened to fit really well into our schedule, and so we said yes, and then we came to you, and you and your counsel said yes, and so I guess we're here. So I guess you are. And uh, we your been, council, you have a different name for we, council. We, yeah, our vision board. This vision is our, board, our elected yeah. leadership Good in name. this congregation. Yeah, and um, folks, will you'll hear us maybe use the language of of bridge interim, which I'm not even sure is that officially is that a real title? I've sure. heard it. Well, You've yeah. heard it said yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> I called myself the interim interim. Oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I found myself using the language of. 
permanent interim for the folks who will come after you and it's a it's a bit of a contradiction in terms i admit yeah um so <laughs> well, yeah and so it, this was um you know a lot of gratitude to the synod for their support on this but uh pastor gary and pastor mary sue get to be with us in this month in between saying got goodbye to pastor brandon and pastor steve and saying hello to our permanent interims <laughs> who are being um I, well, I, I will give just a little teaser, who are being interviewed and are, are being finalized, I think, even as we speak. So oh, wonderful. I know, I'm very <clears throat> excited. This is um, an exciting season, I think. We get to hear more from, from both of you this month. We get to know someone else new coming up this fall. There's just a, a lot to look forward to, I think, here at Easter. Um, Pastor Mary Sue, Pastor Gary, are, anything that you would want people to know about the both of you, uh, Favorite things, topics to avoid. You know, don't talk about the, I don't know, the Packers, the Vikings. I don't know. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you have to be careful. Well, we, we job shared all of our career up until the time Mary uh, decided, was invited to work on her Ph.D. And she started in her mid-50s. My age, you want to? Oh no! <laughs> well, you've been We've married forty-eight years. Do the math. You've been married for forty-eight years. So I'm guessing <laughs> you weren't like ten when you got married. We are so. both what in what the King James calls our "if by reason of strength" years. So you can look that up in the King James version, and then you can figure it out. Good reference. <laughs> nice. Yes, I went to Luther Seminary. In the early 2000s to get my Ph.D. in Congregational Mission and Leadership, which I think is the degree that Pastor Steve has I concur, yes. So we are both of the same Ph.D. stamp from Luther Seminary. And I taught at Luther Seminary um, in that area for about seven years and then um, got an invitation to teach at one of our ELCA's little seminaries in the South called a Lutheran Theological Southern Seminary, of all things. So we moved to Columbia, South Carolina for seven years, and I taught pastoral care and missional leadership there, and Pastor Gary was the campus pastor. Um, And we retired and returned home to St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, We have three children, and... The reason we were um, will be here for a short duration is that we do a lot of things that retirees usually do, and that's travel to Jersey City, New Jersey, to see our son and daughter-in-law there, yes. and travel to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to see uh, our one of our daughters and her husband there, and thankfully we have one daughter and her husband that live three blocks from us in St. Paul. (laughs) You don't have to change time zones to see at least one of your kids. Exactly. That's nice. And so we were um, already planning to be in Albuquerque in September and October. And um, so before we do that, we're glad to be here. Yeah, that's wonderful. It kind of works out almost as if there are uh, forces and powers at work beyond yourself. It is almost almost as if if. God is present, (laughs) even in these strange pieces of timing and scheduling. Well, you know, that's really true because because we're really excited to be here and um, glad that you were willing to take us for the brief time that we're here. 
Well, so. and, and we're excited to have you both. We're looking forward to hearing you uh, preach and pray and lead worship and care and, and support us through this month of August. And uh, just really grateful for, for your wisdom and your time with us. Well, and thank you. Yeah, thank yes, you. And, and speaking of wisdom, man, we have a great text to talk about today. Uh, we are working through our current sermon series, Grow in Faith. We're talking about faith practices and i love the language of a faith practice it's not like a faith end goal or faith state of perfection uh, it's something you continue to practice throughout your life if you play a sport or an instrument or or have a artistic skill you know that there's no end point to it there's no final destination you you continue to practice it and that is true with these parts of our faith life as well this week, uh, we're going to hear from Deacon Hans Figisa. He's going to be preaching on Sunday, and we're going to be hearing about the faith practice of, of caring, meaningful relationships. Fellowship is sometimes the word that gets used for that, the, the value of, of being together, of being community. Uh, and so the text that we have uh, for, this, for this faith practice is from the book of 1 Corinthians. Um, Pastor Mary Sue, how about we how about we hear the passage first, and then let's then let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. Would you read First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, starting with verse twelve for us? I certainly will. Here we go. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? This is a very interesting text. Isn't it fun it, to read? Yes. <laughs> if the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? It conjures up some cartoons in your mind, doesn't I, it? I'm literally thinking of just like those, <laughs> those drawings of those body parts. Yes. <laughs> but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. And then we jump from verse 20 down to 26 and 27. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Oh, beautiful. With some almost comical images. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd never really um, thought of it that way, except as I was just now reading it, all of a sudden I got this picture of this big cartoony eye. <laughs> a body that is made only of one eye. Yes. Yes. Looking askance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, giving you a little shade, I think. Yeah, uh, what an interesting text. And, and Pastor Mary Sue, Right before we were, were hit record on this podcast, you were reflecting on 
the context of this passage, which seems, this passage itself seems to really refer to we belong together, right? We, we, we need to be working together as one body. But you reflected on something about the context of this passage. Well, yeah. What, one of the things that, that kind of intrigues me is that this is talking about how valuable each of us is in the body of Christ. But, and this is chapter 12, but in chapter 11, there are uh, some pretty hierarchical teachings about women, head coverings and being subservient to men, and texts that have been um, used to keep women in their place or to keep women in a social place mm, mm-hmm. that's um, below men. And so it's kind of almost a, a jerk. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> of the head. A little whiplash to, going yeah, on. That's yeah. the word I was looking yeah. for, to come to this text now and talk about how all body, all members of the body are valued because we know only too well how those other passages have been used to keep women down. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And what's also interesting, and those of you who are um, listening might want to read those verses we jumped over, because those verses seem to talk about um, what about the less honored members right. of the body, which after verse chapter 11 seems to be women, right? at least right. women. Not, and women were often ones in poverty, and so um, they are also the considered the weaker and and seem indispensable and Paul points out that they are not dispensable that right. all members are indispensable so um, Paul gives us a little challenge here but yeah. I think he comes back around and says look you're all in the body of Christ you all matter individually each member has a place and we've spent centuries sorting out what, what exactly that place is. Means. Yes. I, it, the One of the verses uh, Pastor Mary Sue is referring to, for instance, is, pa- is verse 22, where it says, on the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Yes. So it's interesting that, that Paul has set up a hierarchy and then said, and still, even within this hierarchy, there you are. You have a place and you are important. This, this letter um, to, the, to the church in Corinth, whenever a, 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 a book is listed uh, like 1 Corinthians, that is to say, first letter that we have to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth. There's also a second Corinthians, which actually we're going to read from next week. Um, and of all the, the churches, Paul seems to have written the most letters to the church in Corinth um, because he references other letters that we don't have copies of. So it seems that he's got more of a conversation going. So there's something happening in Corinth that requires a lot of tending to from Paul. There's there's also love there. He loves this church. He loves this these people. But there's this desire, I think, to, to keep checking in on them. And and there's some suspicion that part of what's at stake is that in this in this area there is a real heavy social order that really makes it seem like some people have have the most power and the most wealth and the most status and therefore deserve the most honor praise deference and paul is 
is trying to speak against that, to say in the body of Christ, we all have a place, we all belong. But a chapter before this one, he mentions that some people belong in a lower spot on the hierarchy. It's really, it's really tough to reconcile. It's one of the reasons I, um, I joke that I fight with Paul a lot yeah. because he says things that can make me really frustrated. And then he says things that sound so just beautiful and powerful and, and speak really meaningfully to me even today. Um, Pastor Gary, what's what's something that's sticking out to you about this passage here in 1 Corinthians? Uh, going along with what you're saying, in this passage, Paul says there's, in Christ we're all one, there is neither slave nor free, neither Jew nor Greek, uh, but doesn't go on to say, as he does in Galatians, neither male nor female. So there's something going on in the context of Corinthians that's strange and Paul if if you read Corinthians it's a he's got a contentious relationship with that church as opposed to like Philippians where it's all warm and cuddly right he's just effusive love yeah yeah enjoy yeah (laughs) and yes it's it's tough uh one one thing that stood out for me was from one of the verses that Pastor Mary Sue didn't read in that uh, uh Paul talks about uh, uh, that he doesn't want there to be dissensions within the body. Mm, mm-hmm. And and I think it's, I mean, he, I don't know Easter Lutheran Church, but you're bound to have dissensions here. And they're bound to be... It feels like a pretty natural part of community is yes, for there to be some and, dissension. And, yeah. no dis, and I'm sure there are disagreements. But what what's interesting, uh, Paul is not, I don't think, speaking against disagreements and dissensions because the Greek word there is schism. Like he's talking about a fissure, a break in the community. And the, the word dissension doesn't cover it. I mean, because I don't think you should be afraid to have dissension or disagreement. What Paul doesn't want is there to be a break yeah. in the community. Because holding, for him, the highest ideal outside of the cross is uh, keeping the body together. And that, that's consistently for Paul one of his highest ideals. I read just a little bit ago that when you when you read Paul, one way to think of the way he uses the words faith and love are to think of faith as the right relationship with God. So so just being in that good and meaningful, right, appropriate relationship with God and love as being in right relationship with each other, not having those schisms, those breaks, being able to be in relationship, to be part of one body, even as those parts of the body look different, act different, serve different roles, still they come together as as one mm-hmm. body. And that's part of why this a, a passage like this gets used to talk about fellowship, to talk about community, to talk about relationship, mm-hmm. is to say, we really do belong together even when we disagree especially when we disagree mm-hmm. right especially when we serve very different functions and have very different perspectives um, because we we need each other we need that accountability that we are called as Christians to that to that work of love that right relationship with each other even in our dissensions even in our differences I, I think a, a church community can be one of those few places anymore where you have people from multiple different walks of life. Yes. What brings them together is faith in this one God. I really like your point, though, that 
it is precisely through disagreement that God forges us into community. Yes. And um, that's something we easily lose sight of. And I'm glad, Gary, that you pointed out what dissension means because Mm -hmm. we often run from conflict. And if we thought about it differently, that through conflict, I hear a viewpoint that I may not have thought of or taken seriously before. Um, And because it's coming out of the mouth of somebody that is um, my sister or brother in Christ, we sit in worship together, maybe I hear it differently. Maybe I can be expanded. And that's how the Spirit can forge us as community, even when we, and maybe especially when we disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds like we're back to 48 years of marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? It's a full circle moment. How do we learn to be in close relationship with someone for nearly half a century? Perhaps it is not about not ever fighting. Perhaps it is about... Nearly half a century. I'm sorry. It came out my mouth and I thought, that sounded really expansive. But it is impressive. I mean, my my marriage can't even drive a car yet. So that's, that's pretty impressive to me. I think that's fantastic. And it is a reminder that... You know, relationships survive not because we avoid fighting or because we agree on everything, but because even through dissension, even through difference, we realize the love we have for each other and the ways we are in partnership together and and the work that God calls us to do together, which I think is a, a holy responsibility for sure, but also opportunity. I think there's real joy in it. Well, friends, look, you are going to get to hear so much more wisdom and joy from Pastor Gary and Pastor Mary Sue. I am so grateful to have you both with us this month. And listeners, I am really grateful for you, too. It's so good to be a community here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>